Welcome to Second Cherry, an actual Eurovision podcast, and welcome to Turin. Yes, welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that usually brings you the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. But for the next week or so, we are bringing you actual Eurovision songs, and we're bringing you them from Turin. Benvenuti (laughs) a Torino. Benvenuti. We have actually arrived. We're in Italy. We are. We flew out this morning at Godforsaken o'clock. I had a nightmare in my hotel in Gatwick yesterday. I arrived and there was a leak in the hotel. And five doors down from me, there was water pouring through the ceiling into the room. So naturally, you jumped under it and did Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I was in the room down the corridor, but then the electrics blew and all the lights went off in my room and then it, the whole system blew on the desk so they couldn't check me into another room but eventually they did and eventually I did get a little bit of sleep and here I am now and we're in our apartment and we just need to say ciao Monica who is our landlady and she said she was going to listen to the podcast so ciao Monica ciao. if you are listening so today we're going to be talking about the rehearsals that we witnessed today. But before we do, we've got a special little interview. An interview that actually brought a tear to my eye. First time ever, Monty. I'm sure it's not the first time somebody's brought a tear to your eye. Oh, you had to kill the smut. <laughs> uh, so yes. It was very moving, actually. Yeah. I heard some of it. Yes, it's very, very moving. Yes, so here's the interview with Iceland's sister. You settled in Turin now, you've been there a few days. Um, so how have you found the Eurovision Circus, first of all? We haven't really gotten into it here in Turin yet. No. It hasn't really started, but we went to Amsterdam and Madrid mm-hmm. and got like, which was such a blessing for us to go into that, to see a little bit what's what's coming, because it's unlike anything we've ever mm-hmm. taken on in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, it's like a rehearsal for, for being here, you know, yeah, it's but, yeah, but so far it's yeah, it's been right. everyone's super nice and uh, yeah, yeah, all the country, um, everybody's just all the cultures together. Yeah. It's just a, a wonderful experience. Yeah. And the rehearsals are going okay from your point of view. It's yeah, good. Like, so yeah, the profession they're so professional, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone that's working at this is just super nice, super nice, yeah. We felt so comfortable and good, and it was just very, very nice. When the staff is nice, yeah, you feel safe and comfortable, yeah. and it's just like we, then everything can work. Yeah, good stuff. That's good to hear. Um, so I just want to take you back. You mentioned it there just before Eurovision. Uh, you had uh, Song of the Ketnin. Um It was a, uh, a fascinating national final. I just wanted to ask you, because um, especially with the, the voting, because you guys were behind the Sisters of Reykjavik by a fraction in the first part of the final. And then in the super final, you guys overtook and won. So I just wondered, um, why do you think that was? And were you aware of the votes as they were coming in, what was happening at that time? No, we had no, we had no, no idea. idea. We had no idea. At any point. 
As you can maybe see uh, at the moment when we um, went. I don't know. Uh, we have no idea, I guess. Yeah. I might. I think that, you know, when you have five acts and then, you know, three of them go out, then um, there are only two left. So the three people, the three acts that go out get like they make up their minds quickly which one I want to send. So we might have got votes from that part. Because Reykjavik daughters are great. Great Marsets, great girls, extremely talented yes, people. We love them. So it's yeah, it's just a matter of taste at that moment, I think. Yeah. Everybody and I suppose we see that a lot with national finals. Um we watch all of them in the preseason. And uh, the super finals do tend to be a little bit scary because you're not quite sure which way it's going to go. So, um, yeah, it was well, it's good for you guys, <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, and how does the Eurovision stage, the bigger Eurovision stage, differ from the uh, Song Forgetting stage? It's obviously bigger, but how do you start translating that performance onto the bigger stage? Well, we have like professional amazing people with us that are coming from Sengvagenning. So they are doing all the heavy work and, and doing an amazing job to try to translate it over to that state. So yeah, our producers yeah. already has like been nominated for awards. Mm -hmm. She is a badass. She is yeah. so talented. Yeah. And we have a beautiful, talented dancer and uh, director that doesn't get to use her choreography because yeah. we don't know how to dance. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we're just surrounded by talented people, mm -hmm. producers, um, great staff from our network mm -hmm. yeah, that help us make it all come together. Yeah. And we trust them perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you, you guys, though, you have bought a beautiful song. So this, this is you guys. <laughs> what, uh, what does it mean, uh, the song? How did you come up with it? So we didn't compose it ourselves. No, we, our we were, did, yeah, uh, a friend reached out. Lovisa, Lelo, she wrote the song and we uh, admire her a lot. She's a, she's a singer-songwriter um, and she's not too far from the music we do ourselves. And she asked us to be a part of this and we were honored too. And she, she told us an, about the song and it's about uh, mainly about breaking free from chains and uh, finding freedom and hope. That's what... Uh, soul means it's like a saying in Iceland, but it basically just means that there's hope out there for better days. Yeah, yeah. after difficult times, yeah, after, after yeah. darkness, there's going to yeah. be brighter future, yeah. brighter days. Uh, and so we were just thrilled to get to sing a song like that with a strong message for the, the times that the world is going through. So, And then we went to the studio and just the whole process was... Very she also wanted to get us because we harmonize mm -hmm. and yeah. we are uh, that's something that we do a lot and she wanted to get that factor like to be the harmony the harmonies bring like that that message too that we need to harmonize the world yeah. needs to harmonize so it's like a many messages what do you hope to achieve with your participation at Eurovision is it like a legacy or something you want to to leave behind no. Um, I think we <clears throat> mostly just want to do our best, yeah. uh, stay true to ourselves, uh, and it would be an amazing plus if we could spread a message of hope and love and tell people to be themselves. I would like um, to just like also leave a message if if maybe people remember that we were like kind and respectful 
to everyone that comes yeah. there and works there, not just the act, just like treat everybody with respect and the kindness. Yeah. And Be kind to one another. Right? Yeah. The second Cherry podcast, we're we're very uh, queer podcast. Um, my my co-host, uh, he's actually watching rehearsals at the moment, so uh, he's not here at the moment. But uh, uh, he's CEO of a uh, London Friend, which is a, a LGBT health charity. Um, mm-hmm. And so, the question we really want to ask you guys um, is around, you know, it, it's not gone unnoticed <laughs> to us that you guys yeah. have putting out some really important messages um, out there in the world and around trans visibility. And so, why is it important for you guys? To support trans people? Because I have a trans child and uh, when my child came out as trans I didn't realize how diff because I was open to it and I, I was accepting and I didn't realize how difficult it was for so many people. It was a new world and reality for me. How we are suppressed and how it's un- like the injustice of not being able to express your own gender freely. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm not going to be political about it or anything. I just want to ask parents to support your child, for love it unconditionally and, and, and be there with them because 82% of children think about, and trans people in general, think about taking their own lives. And 40% of them will try to. And that was such a scary thing for me to think about my child taking its own life because it wasn't accepted. So to me, it's just that I want to give this group of minorities a platform. And even though this contest is very like friendly towards the gay community, like the Eurovision you know, community, there is a lot of other, like there are countries, you know, there are countries watching. And I'm not here to judge or be anything other, but like, I'm just bringing this message with kindness. Love your child, support it. It's important. Thank you. It's lovely to hear that truth come out. As you said, it's just, it's not political. It's just you wanting to share your truth. Yeah, so it's a really lovely message. So thank you. And then um, it was just a a quick final question. Do you have any message specifically for uh, LGBTQ fans that you have? Um, we just uh, want to say thank you so much for your support and uh, thank you for your courage. Yeah. We see you and love you and uh, yeah, just we love you. Yeah, we you. love you. Thank you for yeah. the courage. Yeah. Like, thank you for the courage to be brave enough to be yourselves and therefore making the world more accepting and loving yeah. for coming generation that's brilliant that's a lovely way to end that's a really lovely lovely sentiment thank you it was lovely to hear that Matt well done it was lovely to hear them talk about their sport of the LGBTQ community and also why it's so personal yeah and I think I let them just talk I didn't try and interrupt I just let them talk because I wondered how much they would give to me I didn't want you know these are personal issues these are and it's a highly uh you know contested issue uh amazingly so yes it was really nice to hear them in their own words and uh yeah it did it did bring a tear to my eye so the rest of our day has been spent 
watching the rest of the second semi-finalists rehearse. So we're going to run them down for you right now. Australia was first up this morning, Sheldon Riley, and it was a performance not dissimilar to the one that we saw in Australia Decides. Uh, the big difference is that Sheldon's now in a white outfit, whereas he was in a black outfit. He's standing between two staircases and he stomps up them to take his mascot at the top of them. And it, it's very, very powerful. The vocal on this is the selling point, I think. Yeah, agreed. Why would you change something that isn't broken? You know, from the national final, um, there is that zigzag stairs. I get, you know, we talked about the other day about having this Dali-esque sort of thing. It had a Dali-esque thing to it. It's got the wonky stairs. It's a little bit Escher, actually, Escher, the yeah. staircase. Yeah, the sort of, you know, the optical illusion of stairs that go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, we don't say anything else about the vocal. The vocal is there. It's incredible. He smashes it every time. Great. Happy with this. Cyprus next. Matt, your thoughts? Well, Andromache is like a siren of the sea because of the wave structure of this staging that she has. This massive set. It's almost like a wave, but it's almost like they've merged that concept with the birth of Venus mm. because there's also like this shell effect. And she's given us lots of confidence, which other artists are still trying to find their feet, especially with all the sound issues that's going on. But the vocal is suffering a little bit. Now, like a lot of artists, the earlier run-throughs in their session are, tend to be not as good as the ones when they've warmed up a bit. But there's something that she needs to just, just pull this back a bit. I think she's capable of that. Um, but it's qualifying easily because this is just, just a romp from start to finish for me. I like the wave and I like the fact that, you know, we see her literally coming out of her shell on stage. <laughs> it's a really nice staging concept. Um, I only saw one run through of this and she was a little bit flat on the vocal in the verses. But I think if she just can rein that in a little bit, then this could be quite a, a, a magnificent performance. Ireland were next and this was surprising, Monty. It was. This is the best that I've seen Brooke do it, actually. Um, we've been a little bit, well, not critical, but we've commented on the fact that I think she's not really sold this as well as I would have liked her to at the preview parties. She needs sass, she needs attitude, and I think she's got it. I think it's all coming together on this stage now. She's um, lying on the floor to start. There's um, a heart shape on the floor, and her dancers are lying beside her. And then they get up, there's some formation dancing. She's getting the camera angle, she's performing down the lens. There's pyros at the end. Yeah, the best I've seen it. Yeah, nothing to add there. The, the, any fears that we had are gone. She has ounces and oodles and gallons of... Are they all real regiments? They are now. Uh, of stage presence. She's got lots of stage presence, Monty. Um, the issue now, the issue I have now is will people think the song's good enough? And that's great because that's now what she's going to get judged on. She's done everything she can. If she can do that, she's good. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. North Macedonia was up next. This is a very intimate number. There's some nice blue lighting on the stage to start with. Some swirls on the floor LEDs. Um, 
Really good vocals, I thought, from Andrea. Really, really good. Um, she seemed happier with it the second time than in the first. I don't know what was wrong, but she was shaking her head at the, the first run through. But the second one, she was doing a little fist pump. And um, yeah, I think they've done a really good job with this, considering I don't really think there's much money to throw at the production. Um, and I'm still not overly swung on the song. I think it is going to struggle, but I think they've done the best that they can. Um, she sings a line in it, I made up my mind already. Uh, and I think the voters probably will have with this as well, unfortunately. Yeah, agreed. But I do like the blue lighting that then goes turns warm as the song goes mm. on. Just a little bit of thought I've gone into this, into this um, staging and I appreciate it. Yes, and talking of colours on stage, we had a sepia tone to kick off Estonia. Yeah. <laughs> I loved this one. I think it sounds really, really good. Um, the first run through, I thought, well, it needs a little bit of work, but actually it was just a few camera angles. It looked a little bit messy, but actually as soon as the camera angles were picking up where Stefan is, it absolutely works. He's out on the satellite stage at the start and he runs back to the stage, but when it captures him and the camera angles are right, it looks really good. I still think this is a bit of a dark horse, you know. I will say something, though. The backdrop LED is really suffering because of the the sun, the static sun. And it's blocking out so much of the Western video on the background. I think this is starting to be a problem for me. Yeah, with you know, the, the broken sun. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know... We're meant to be transported to the Wild West. That's kind of the vibe I think they're trying to go for. And you're right, we're not really because of that reason. Um, I do like the fact that they start in that sepia tone, like the old Western films. And then some of the camera work um, where at the end of the song where they kind of, um, it's a landscape aspect shot that sort of closes in on him like mm. a shutter, just like the old movies used yeah, to do. Yeah, that was really, really good. Nice little touches like that. So that, you know, they're doing the best that they can. Uh, I don't know what the technical term for that is, but um, great. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to do amazing, like crazy, but I think pushing top 10 for sure. Oh, I think if there's a Dark Horse winner and a surprise, this could be it. Wow. There's real power when he gets to that crescendo in the chorus and you're singing about hope, you're singing a song of positivity and there's quite a lot of introspection this year and I don't know, I think this is going to do... Good business. Okay. Also, another song that's not very introspective is Romania. How do you feel about... And We got his name wrong in the first podcast. Yeah. But actually, he is called Urs, which is like a little bear. But he's not like a bear at all, is he? He's like a strutting flamingo. Yes, he is. Doing flamenco. <laughs> he is in a lovely flamenco blouse, in, in a lovely red colour, actually. And it comes off for a reveal later in the song. He's paired it with black PVC trousers and a big buckled belt. The kind of sort of belt that you might see as a prize belt for a boxing match or a wrestling match. And I can't really see us doing much of boxing or wrestling. No. More Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars. Yes, and I quite like the, the male dancers in this. They've got little sort of bolero blouses on. They only just cover their shoulders and the top half of their torso. I think they're quite natty. <laughs> 
Yeah, but all things said, I do think it does belong in 2005. You know, this the way it's presented. The song is a lot more modern, but the way it's presented, I thought, oh, if you squint, this could be an old Eurovision 2005 performance. I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> well, people vote for it. Why not? Poland is up next, and Ackman is looking very dapper on stage in a suit and tie. Uh, there's blue lighting on this. There's a rainfall effect at the start, and you can hear the rain falling. Um, there's also rainfall at the end. And actually, there's a few bits during the performance where there's overlays of water dripping down the screen. Um, great vocals. This sounds amazing. But there's not a great deal of connection between him and the camera and the audience. He's got four dancers with him who look almost like wraiths. They're kind of like spectres. Um, and maybe they are the kind of the harbingers of death that are around him. Because it's quite a bleak emotion that's being sung about in the song. But I think this sounds and looks brilliant. Yeah, I think it's a very cohesive performance I mean well that falsetto I keep saying it it's just oh it just gets me it's so strong we've got a camera shake and flashes of lightning at some point in the song where it really kind of rips into the song and yeah for me it all comes together really well it's cohesive all the elements all good in my book Montenegro next how did you enjoy this one Matt uh look you know Vladana she looks incredible the light-up circular cape construct, I suppose. It's like a sort of halo around her back. Yeah, like almost like how... Well, it reminds me of like the spitting raptor dinosaur from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Except it's not that. It's, she's like the gorgeous fairy god dinosaur. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I see where you're going <laughs> on that. Mixed similes aside. Uh, that's all I'm getting from this, apart from a really solid vocal... It's a good song. It's not great. Non-qualifier for me. It's a non-qualifier for me as well. I think, though, she does look good and she sings it really well. There just isn't enough of a hook in the song. Um, And it's a little bit confusing as to what it's about. But again, when we're talking about people having done the best I think they could do with their material, this is another one where I think she's ticking all the boxes that she's able to tick with this. Next then is Belgium. Jeremy. Thoughts? Oh, I love Jeremy. And not in a purely professional musical sense. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that this is another great vocal. There there are some absolutely stunning vocals in this part of the second semi-final. And Jeremy delivers one of them. Again, I think it's another good performance of a fairly middling song. Um... Just don't think the song has enough to get through. There are four dancers who kind of skulk onto the stage during the second verse. They do some formation dancing around him from the second chorus onwards. Yeah, I just don't think it's quite got the edge over other songs in this semi-final to be one of the top ten. But I do like it. Yeah, I do love him. He's so cute. <laughs> you should see, dear listeners, the struggle on Monty's face saying that. <laughs> but look, I get it. I love that silver jacket. I want one. I might get one, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't recall much about the staging because it was quite generic. There's LED stuff um, that's covered by the broken kinetic sun. That's annoying. Again, this is going to be a bit of a thing this year. Um, he performs it well enough, you know. 
but it's quite a static presentation. I think that's what gets me with this. I get a bit bored after the first chorus. One of the big favourites up next, it was Sweden. Now, we've seen Cornelia Jacobs in the Melody Festival, and if you've seen that, there's not a great deal that's different in this performance. A little bit of positioning on stage is different, but she has the big circle of light that swings around and behind her in green and white light, and she's sat down for the first part of the performance, and, yeah, it's very, very similar. There were a few technical difficulties today, though, in the microphone. She had to abort the first attempt. Um, She made a comment during the second attempt. And she pulled it together by the end. But I still think that that would have been a nervy rehearsal had I been her. However, she has all the experience of having delivered it so many times in Melody Festival and she's got at least three more dress rehearsals before she sings it in the semi-final, possibly more before she sings it in the final and I think she's going to pull it off Yeah, I, I've got nothing to say She, it wasn't a rehearsal you could get anything from it was just error strewn um, but look, I still think it's up there it's winning this semi-final and it's first or second in the final and the errors weren't with her. Let's no. just stress that. The yeah. errors were technical errors and where she was stopping the performance because of that. They weren't errors with how she was performing it. Finally, the Czech Republic closing the second semi-final. One word. Lights. There are a lot of lights and they're going all over the place. Oh, I still have glaucoma specks in my eyes now. <laughs> uh, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, ropey vocal at times, but it feels like she can pull this back. It's oh, not... I thought she was okay. No, well, there was a, no. There's a couple of times where I thought mm, that's just an error, not like just skill. It was like you pull that back, you you'll have that down by by the time the live final is. I think this is sailing through. It's going to end the semi final, big party. Um, and they just look so relaxed on stage, actually. I quite, I want to vibe with them. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good closer. The lights are a complete frenzy in the hall. But I do think that this is another one that suffers because of that bloody black arch yeah. of the sun. It's blocking it out. And it really, really shows through um, in this. Um, I like that the keyboard player's got almost like a little sort of nerve center with lots of cables running everywhere. It's like switchboards. And, you know, um, I, it looks really nice. Um, I thought her vocals were good. Sounded a little bit more vocoded on the opening section. And I think that's quite good because it's in a, quite a low register. And I think something to just lift those early vocals is is needed because when she really goes out full out on it it's brilliant Mm. so Monty they're the songs that's what we have to say about it but who are your 10 qualifiers for semi-final two go okay in performance order and I have to say this is the hardest prediction to make because totally. almost every one of these could qualify. So I'm sure I'm going to have loads of mistakes in here. But in performance order, I've got Finland. <gasps> no, but go on. Oh, Serbia. Yeah. Azerbaijan. No. no. San Marino. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. Estonia. Yeah. Romania. No. Poland, yep. Sweden, yep. and the Czech Republic. Yeah. So is that seven that we share? Yeah, so I've what got... What are the three? I've got Ireland. I think she's going to do it now. Yeah, she could, absolutely. I've got Cyprus. 
I took Cyprus out at the last moment. Yeah, I know. It's so tough. I mean, I added Ireland in last minute. Ah. <laughs> and then the only one I have is I have Malta. I think people are going to like it. Oh. So, okay. I think people are going to vote for it. So, yeah. Wow. I, well, I don't, listener, for the record. I don't think people are really going to vote for it. Uh, if the Malta delegation are listening, uh, you're going to qualify. If you're not listening, I'm not so sure, but there you go. <laughs> but yes, so there we are then. There are predictions, right or wrong, there they bloody are. Look, so we're back tomorrow. Well, of course we are, because we're here now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, we're um, going to go out tonight. We're going to have a little check out the city. It's raining, so, you know, don't feel jealous of us. We're going to go out and get moist. Yeah, in every which way we can. <laughs> so, Monty, we got a little bit moist earlier when we found a phrase on the way to our apartment and we got very excited and we're going to say, we're going to have to put it on the podcast. So, what yes. is the, the, the Italian... The Italian phrase of today <laughs> is, we saw this while we were waiting for our Uber, Aspetta qui la tua corsa. Aspetta qui la tua corsa. Which means, wait here for your ride. Oh, good Lord. I could wait all week as long as I get one. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the story of my life. This is, this is London Dayton, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Form an orderly queue. Uh, right, okay, look. So, uh, socials, Monty. We are on Twitter, at Second Cherry. Instagram, second underscore cherry. And you can search for us on Facebook, Second Cherry Podcast. Uh, and you can email us, Monty, at what address? Hello. At secondcherry.vision. Hello. At secondcherry.vision, not .com, .vision. Yes. For losers. So there we go then. We're here, so you can email us. We'll read it out. Yeah. So, so we are off to drink some little baby bottles of Campari and soda and Aperol Spritz, which we found in the supermarket. That's chin chin for guys. There They're you go. They're so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> little bottles. And we are off for our first night in Torino. We will bring you the second rehearsals of the Big Five, which happen on Saturday morning. So that will form the basis of our podcast for you tomorrow. And then, who knows what the rest of the week will bring. Shenanigans galore. We're so big. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll speak to you. No, you'll, you'll hear us tomorrow. You will. See you later. Bye. Bye.